0: If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn. Hello everyone, welcome to uh, yet another broadcast of the Self-Sewn Wardrobe and I'm dragging my backdrop with me. Uh, <laughs> this broadcast originally appeared as a live video in the self-sewn wardrobe Facebook group. So if you want to watch live videos, get your questions answered live, uh, get fun special discount codes, go to facebook.com groups slash self wardrobe and request to join and I will approve you. And I will be happy to have you in the group. Um, it's great to um, have everybody with us uh, today. And I uh, w- I posted that I might be a little late because I uh, I forgot my computer at home. So. <laughs> that was that was something that uh, is is it's important um to have that in order to record the podcast and record the videos etc um and today i'm just going to give you a couple tips for basting your ginger jeans together this is a, like a pretty simple step in the process it's not hard it's just um I think people aren't used to doing this with a garment and so they're a little um you know confused what does it mean to base together your genes you know ahead of time and and what do you mean we put the genes completely together and then we take them apart what's going on um <laughs> uh this this has been a very interesting week we had the election and then guys Leonard Cohen died I don't know if you know that, but I guess now you do if you didn't before. <laughs> and um, and then today is also Veterans Day. So I, I bet my bottom dollar that we have some veterans in our group or people who are close to uh, uh, family members in the armed services uh, and uh, in the military. And so uh, thank you to all the veterans and to the veterans in my family. Uh, and it is a... Uh, it's Friday, so that's good. We're a little closer to the weekend. And uh, I think we've got a good little start here. Oh, a lot of a lot of people um, are sad about Leonard Cohen from the comments. Yes. Uh, Karen asks, can you possibly show the color choices of Cone Denim that you carry in the podcast? Uh, so this is the black. I showed the High Street Denim. I'm going to try and get some better pictures of the... Um, of the denim. It's it's so difficult to photograph fabric. Um, I don't have an option of ordering swatches online, but I guess I could do that. I know that that can get annoying. So this is what they call their um, uh, s jean Harlow Black. Yeah. So I'm holding this um, over toward the light. It is a black twill with uh, white threads as well. And so it kind of you know, has that little bit of a, almost like a sheen uh, to it. So if you're listening on the podcast, you can check out the video, check out our website. Uh, The Harlow black uh, is one color. The High Street denim is a darker wash. And then there's the bright indigo, natural indigo blue that is the more traditional kind of jeans color. It's the bright, um, it's the bright kind of blue. <laughs> I was actually uh, messaging with Karen on Facebook yesterday, and I was like, you know, it almost looks like the Facebook banner, but b- like brighter, like brighter blue. It's it's so very blue. Anyway. Okay, so good morning to everyone, and let's get started on basting our ginger jeans together. So first of all, you chose your size of your ginger jeans, and uh, we talked about that on Monday of this week, I believe, or two. Wednesday I can't remember um (laughs) we talked about ginger jean sizing and then maybe you traced your pattern and you blended between sizes to give yourself a really nice place to start and now you have traced out your pattern on your fabric and cut it out so the pieces that we are going to work with as we baste together are the front legs the back legs the back yoke and then these little pieces, and they are called whoop, the pocket lining. And they look like the opening of a pocket. You know, they've got a little bit of a corner. Um, the You know, the front leg of the jeans is uh, the front leg with kind of a curve cut out uh, near the side top. And that's where your hand gets to go in for the pocket. And this is the part that's also cut out of denim that lines the pocket to make that all look nice and continuous. So... In order to baste your jeans together, you don't want to like make the entire pocket bag and all of that. Like you know, of course, we we don't want to have to worry about that uh, if we're just basting together in order to get fit. But we do have to make sure that the front of the jeans, like that, we have a whole leg piece. So if you take your left front um, uh, jeans leg and put your left front pocket lining underneath it then you'll see that they can line up to make an entire leg of your jeans. You'll just line up the side of the pocket lining with the top of the pocket lining, and all of a sudden you have an entire piece that looks like the front leg of a pair of pants, okay? And so for this, I just recommend basting right along the top of the pocket. What does basting mean? Basting is a long stitch that you plan on taking out later It's a temporary stitch So when our stitches are very long we are not, uh, we're not going to trust them to <laughs> to hold up uh, forever. I, you don't want to seam together an actual garment with a very long stitch. And when I say a long stitch, I mean about a four, four and a half. Uh, you don't want it to be much longer than that because then it won't, hold it all, and you do want to be able to put these pants on in order to try them on. So on my front leg, I actually, uh, for those of you who aren't watching this video, if you're listening to this as a podcast, I actually have a sewing machine in front of me here, and I am going to just baste this pocket lining in place. The seam allowance isn't so important on this little piece because all we're doing is creating an entire front leg piece to handle as we baste together don't backstitch here it's not very important it's going to get stitched over again and once again we're basting so we don't want to make this permanent so you can see in the video because i'm using pink thread what i've done here i've just created an entire front leg piece so i did that to one front leg piece and if i hadn't forgotten my keys this morning i would have already had the other front leg piece done (laughs) that was in my plan but that's not what happened um, so as I sew this one, as I base this one together, I want to make sure that everyone, as they're tracing out their ginger jeans pattern, has put all of the markings on the pattern that is ne- that are necessary. okay? So, uh, oh, Sandy says, my lousy family is here and they're making too much noise. Sandy, just make them all watch this broadcast and tell them to shut up. Okay. <laughs> so uh when you are tracing out your ginger jeans make sure to transfer all of the markings from the pattern to your pants okay so there are some marks for easing on the ginger jeans pattern that sometimes people who aren't used to this they miss or people who are um in a hurry you know uh so uh that that is really important and those marks on the inseam, okay of the leg There's a mark near the knee Okay That's on the front leg and the back leg of the pants on The outseam, there are two marks. There's one near the knee and then one up by the hip as well Okay and that is on the front and the back leg of the pants. So that's so important. Please don't miss those easing lines. You, If you sew these ginger jeans together with no easing, you'll know you've done it. Because when you finish sewing them, there's going to be like a whole inch longer fabric in the back. Okay? So I did that. The first time I basted together a pair of ginger jeans, I was like, wait a minute. Why is my back leg like an inch longer than my front, and that was because I had not eased the, those together. So please transfer those easing marks. Another very important mark is the dot that is near the crotch, near where the uh, the fly extension starts, that little thing that looks like a J. Uh, that's another important thing. So make sure to get that dot. Make sure to transfer all those marks. I think why people sometimes miss these marks is that the mark at the knee on the ginger jeans is also on the mark that is the length and shortened line. So you know a length and shortened line on a pattern is like a dashed line that goes across the width of the pattern. Well, um, the notch on her pattern, or the, the mark, is just like a bold-looking dash, and so I think people miss that sometimes. So I'm just going to stress that here. Okay, so now we're going to baste the jeans front-to-front. What are you talking about, Mallory? <laughs> there is a very short seam that you sew to put the jeans front to front. And so when you line up your jeans, front legs, right sides together, you have your little J of the fly extension, okay? And then it kind of swoops out into like a little... Uh, a little swoop, I guess, that that is your crotch uh, area. Um, If you marked your ginger jeans markings on the right side of your fabric, this is where you need to mark it again on the outside. We need to know where that little dot is, okay, that little um, fly... Crotch dot, okay? That's like the only way I can really uh, describe it. You'll see it on your pattern. I'm just marking mine here with a pin and I'm going to sew a very short distance here. Now, this is where I'm going to break the rule of not backstitching during basting because there's a, a, we're not gonna, you know, do a zipper when we baste our jeans together. We're not putting the whole crotch together and we have to leave the part where the zipper would be open to try them on, okay? So what we're going to do is start basting at that dot, okay? But we are going to backstitch there, all right? We're going to backstitch at the dot, go out to our inseam area, and then we're not going to backstitch. And this is all at a 5 8 inch seam allowance. That's what she recommends for the pants. Um, so uh, you, we're basting these together at the seam allowance that we would use in order to sew the pants together, okay, because that's how we know if they're going to fit us or not, okay. Oh, Sandy says she thinks she missed the easing marks on her first pair. Sam did that too. She basted her first, well, I don't know if it was her first pair. We had, we had quite a, quite the ride with Sam's pants, Um, but she basted those together and she kept like walking around in them and trying to squat and being like, man, I just feel like these seem really tight when I sort of squat down and I'm I'm just worried. And I was like, well, they're jeans. They're not yoga pants, Sam. Like, you know, what do you, what do you want? You know, uh, but then <laughs> we realized she hadn't eased at, uh, between those marks. And so what easing means is putting together two pieces of fabric that are not the same length, but that need to be sewn in the same area so what that means is you actually ease the front of the pant, which is a little smaller to the back of the pant, which is a little larger. Guess what's also a little larger? Your backside is a little larger than your front side so what that ease is doing is it's giving room for your thighs and your butt and all that jazz uh, to uh, live in, to squat in, to be happy in Alright, I'm going to start sewing at my dot here I'm gonna stitch forward a couple stitches and back stitch. Once again, going at my 5/8 inch seam allowance. There's a little curve, and that's it. Okay, so you uh, literally are only sewing that much, and the front of your pants are together. Okay, well look, look at that. Just a just a little itty bitty part of them, okay? Janelle says jeans always need to pass the uh, the squat test. <laughs> That's totally true. Uh, okay, so then on the back, and I hadn't realized this, but uh, yesterday when I told you all that I was going to base my jeans together, I said be thankful to me because I know that these jeans already fit me because they're the same size. Um, And so I was going to be basting these all together for you, and then I'd have to take them apart, even though that's something I actually don't feel like I need to do. But it turns out that I got a little ahead of myself, and I actually have seamed together my back leg to my back yokes. Um, So partially that's great um, that I'm a little bit more finished, but partially I kind of wish I uh, would have shown this to you. But the back yokes, they go on the top of the back legs, it's not a huge deal. You match up some notches. There's a very slight bit of easing to do. The easing on these pants, if you're worried about easing, if you're like, oh gosh, I tried to set in a sleeve on a button-up shirt, and uh, easing was so hard, and I've heard of easing, and it's so hard, this stretch denim, any stretch fabric, allows easing to be done so easily. So don't freak out about easing these pants. It's really not a big deal. Okay, so you're going to sew both of your back yokes to your back legs, okay? Okay. And then you're going to sew the back seam of the jeans with a basting stitch as well. I sometimes, (laughs) as I was teaching ginger jeans class, I taught it a little out of order from Heather's instructions on her pattern. Because she has you do the front of the pants first, which includes the fly and the pockets and all that. And that's very time-consuming. And I understand wanting to get it out of the way. But another thing was, if if I had my students do their back pockets and do, like, the back of the jeans, we could generally get that done in one session. And they had, hey, half their pants done. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just a way to make people think, um, make people believe that they could uh, actually complete this uh, kind of daunting process of jean sewing you're going to sew up the back um center seam of your jeans now no back stitching here uh there are a couple notches but there's no easing to be done these pattern pieces are mirror images of each other and so you are not um you're you're not needing to stretch anything you're just needing to keep a consistent seam allowance and follow the curves of the garment which I am doing right now. This might not be my best sewing job in the whole world, but uh, it is, I think, gonna get the point across of what this actually means to baste your pants together in case it's a really foreign concept to you because a few people, they were just really baffled by this. Now, I said that I didn't need to do this process on these jeans, and that is not what Heather says. She recommends basting every pair together because every fabric can act differently and you may want to make changes to your pattern based on each and every stretch denim that you use. I don't disagree with that um, assertion that every fabric will react differently. I don't think that that's wrong, but... I know my body, and I know that I'm not going to need any super huge adjustments to these jeans once I've got my fit correct. The only place where I feel like I personally might need to get a, uh, you know, do a little adjustment is in the outer, like, thigh seam. That's the only place I ever had to do a ginger jeans adjustment. So... That is one of the last things you construct on your jeans. So you can get away with sort of combining recommendations. You could construct your ginger jeans. You could put the fly in. You could uh, do the back of the pants and everything like that. And then, if you wanted to, you could, like, baste your side seams, Try them on, check them out. Maybe base your side seams and your waistband, you know, or something like that, and try them on and check them out. I mean, you are running a risk, but uh, she, I, I, guess that's what she does for every pair of her jeans. I don't want to say, you know, oh well, I don't have time for that because, of course, with sewing, making time for doing quality work is something you have to do. Uh, so I don't, I don't want to like, you know say that it's a bad idea or it's it's like stupid or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. Um but I am saying that I don't do it and I am saying that uh I do that because I've made a couple of pairs and I I have found that I have not needed to do that as long as I use um you know the correct uh the correct fabric that she recommends, you know, that has that 2 uh, to 3% spandex and that 20% stretch. Okay, I'm going to sew and answer questions right now. Karen says, what fabric do you like to use for linings, pockets, etc.? Okay, so on my first pair of ginger jeans, I did not uh, have front pockets. I don't use the front pockets of my jeans, so I didn't put any in, but I still did... The pocket, I believe she calls it the pocket lining um, piece that goes down on your, like, on the front of your thigh and sort of makes the pocket shape. I just didn't make an actual pocket. And this can act like a little bit of like a tummy control panel. And I actually did that out of a scuba knit on my first pair. That worked fine when I didn't do a pocket. But then when I went and did pockets and I tried to, like, put like a layer of cotton and a layer of scuba knit and incorporate that, da 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 It got real thick and terrible. So if you're going to have pockets, I think she just recommends any thin woven. Um, and this is, it doesn't take very much fabric, so it's a place where you can get really fun with your ginger jeans. So I'm right now basting the inseam of my pants, and the inseam, as you might remember, it has two easing marks at the knee. Okay, Um, So I'm going to sew up from the hem all the way to those easing marks. Okay, those easing marks came together. Oh, and Marissa says I like to use fun patterned cottons or cotton blends. Uh, it's my secret self-expression, and Sandy says the cutest quilters cotton scraps you can find. Yeah, anything. It can be super duper fun. It it can be anything. No one else is gonna see it unless you be pulling your pants down for people, and that's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be all you. And so anyway, that's really awesome. Okay, I've just sewn up to my easing mark in the inseam of my pants. So what I'm doing now is I found my two crotch uh, seams on the front and my back of my pants, and I'm holding them together, and I'm easing the two pieces of fabric together a little bit. I'm making sure that my raw edges line up as I sew. And um, I know it might be a little hard to see in the video because I just have a cell phone in front of me, but I am using that ZD sewing grip. I think you can kind of see it, where we pinch the fabric and then we turn it toward the sewing machine to put a little drag on the bottom. Sandy says, I have totally showed off and pulled out my fun pockets to show people. That's uh, a very nice way of saying that Sandy pulls down her pants to show people her pockets. And um, it's my job to do that as somebody who's teaching about pants. So... I pull down my pants all the time in here. Oh, and Sandy, you got a shout-out last night at Stitcher Social here in the store. People were like, you know, people are so honest. They're posting pictures of, you know, their themselves and their pants and, you know, pulling them down a little bit and showing, hey, I like it better here or something like that. And th- these people were so happy that people were so honest uh, in, in the group. Okay, so I've got my uh, crotch seams. They lined up perfectly. Next landmark would be the knee mark. On my uh, on the other side of my inseam. So what I'm doing is I'm finding those marks. I'm pinching them together with my thumb and forefinger, and then I am going to ease these bad boys together as I go. Just kind of stretching a little bit um, the the fabric. Stretching isn't like a great word to use because I don't want somebody to be like pulling and fighting. But you can almost like angle the fabric at different angles in order to get it to meet up nicely. Okay, and then just working until I get to that easing mark. This is funny because I have to change my where my hand is in relation to the pop shield on my microphone. So that's funny, um, kind of. I don't know if anybody else does anything like this. I do have an arm for my microphones. They came with an arm. Maybe I need to explore attaching that to this table, and I can just have the microphone float in front of me, and I'll look like, you know, a radio celebrity. All right? I got to that easing. I got to that landmark, okay? And now... Uh, from that landmark and down to the hem of the pants is one-to-one, one, okay? There's no easing to be done here, so this should all line up perfectly. Like I said, if you end up with, like, an inch more of fabric down at the bottom and the back, okay, you have not eased your pants together. You need to take them apart. You need to redo that, okay? No backstitching. Just cut your threads. And, oh. All right now i have the entire inseam of my jeans basted together okay so uh now i look like i've like got a really wide leg okay so the inseam is probably like well i don't know if it's the hardest thing to do but it's the longest for sure now you have the outseams. so uh you did your your um pocket linings okay to make your front legs all one piece You uh, stitched that itty-bitty little front crotch piece that is below where the fly is, okay? You put your back yoke pieces on your back legs, and then you stitched the back center seam that was like your butt seam, okay? And then you did your inseam. Karen asked, would it be good to use the digital dual feed foot? Uh, Not necessarily. You know, you have to be in control of the fabric actually here. Um, You don't want it to feed evenly okay um you need to tell it what to do I make it sound like kind of a hard task but like I said this is stretch denim you have sort of uh kind of taken advantage of like the bias quote unquote a little bit by using that um by cutting a curved pattern piece so it really it's not hard I haven't had anybody as long as they're aware of it Okay, as long as they're aware of the easing marks, I haven't had anybody be like, I can't ease these together. It's really not that much. It's only like an inch over, I mean, it must be, I guess, you know, 14 or so inches or something like that. So it's not super hard. Okay, on your out seam, you have two marks. So from this top of your waist and down, I'd say about five inches to that mark, that's one-to-one. There's no easing to be done there, okay? You just are gonna sew that. That's no problem. No back stitching. Once you get to that point though, you're gonna have easing to do between that point and the point down by your knee. So you'll notice I'm not pinning anything here. I mean, if you want to, that's fine. But here's the deal. You don't want to pin a whole lot in an area of a garment where you need to ease the fabric together, okay? Why? Because we want that fabric to move as it needs to to ease it into the other fabric, and there's just no way to do that until you're like at the sewing machine. I mean, you can try to like stretch it and pin it, and da 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 da, but like good luck, okay? So don't over pin. I would tell my students to pin if they if they like you know really wanted to um, to pin at those easing marks on the out seam, and maybe like one pin from easing mark down to the hem, and I'd really try to discourage in between the easing marks. Uh, the stretch denim is really a nice fabric to use. It really is nice uh, because it's a little stretchy, a little givy, but overall very stable. So you're not like dealing with this slinky stuff that's like wanting to crawl out from underneath your presser foot or anything like that. It really is great. Um, so if you want to, you can put some pins at those easing marks, but uh, try not to overpin. You may end up being more frustrated than if you just hadn't pinned it all okay but I'm not somebody who's gonna say you can't pin um you may do whatever you wish in the privacy of your own home but if you are here in a class with me and you're pinning every inch and a half I might recommend you do something a little different okay so I'm getting to my easing mark at my knee fabulous and this is how sewing without pins works. It's about finding landmarks. You, you don't just <laughs> feed the fabric through <laughs> willy-nilly and say, oh, I'm good, you know. Uh, of course, is sewing without pins, you, you are not sacrificing accuracy. You, you must do that. But if our goal is to be accurate, sometimes pins can work against that goal. All right, and then I recommended only cutting out one waistband when you uh, trace and cut out your pattern the first time, because that is a piece of um, the pattern that you may end up altering. And if you don't want a seam in the back of your waistband, then you don't want to, you want to like maybe alter that pattern piece and discard that first waistband and just recut two more. Okay. Um, I also recommend trying on the pants without the waistband on once. Just see if you're, if you're like, whoa, this sucks, or, <laughs> whoa, this is great. Okay, so see, see how that feels. I'm not going to sew together my other side of my pants right now. Um, I'm going to turn them right side out, and we're just going to pretend that they're all basted together. They really should look like pants now. You should be like, woohoo, I can do this. Okay, um, A mark that you should have on, uh, from your pattern. Is your center front mark on both of your front leg pieces they are in a little bit from the cut edge they are in a little bit because you have a fly extension in the front of these pants okay so I'll hold this up for my video watchers at home let's see here we are later on when you put your fly in Heather will tell you to draw a line from the center front um, down to the little special crotch dot that I mentioned earlier. So you would be connecting that center front line just straight down. That's like where your center front seam is. That's where your zipper is going to end up like kind of going. This is a great time to take a ruler And actually, do that right now, okay, after you have your pants basted together, all right? Draw that line straight down from that center front to the crotch dot. The reason being, when you put these bad boys on, they're going to stretch over your bum and your hips, hopefully quite nicely, and then you really need to, like, pin that front together along that center front line to get a good idea of where those pants are going to be and then make any alterations to them okay um so make sure to get that center front line all together don't just put these two cut edges of your center of like of your two front pieces uh, together because those aren't your center front okay just keep in mind she had you mark that line uh mark that notch and she told you hey friends this is center front okay so um i would try these on and then if you're in a pretty good place if, if it's not, like, terribly, terribly loose or something like that, okay, go ahead and based on that waistband. The waistband does serve to kind of draw up the, the pants, okay? So you will get a little better fit once you have the waistband on, but, like, if you're at this point, I kind of like to just see, hey, how's this going? Alterations I made to my first pair of ginger jeans that were the size 10s, um, I ended up, after they were completely constructed, taking in the thigh a little bit. I talked about that yesterday. And then also, I was a little worried about my calves. I've got some big calves, uh, I guess, for my size, like for what is generally given for my like height and uh, you know all my other measurements, okay? So I actually went out a little bit on the seam allowance, on the thighs, on my first pair of ginger jeans. And... I was I was happy with that. Um, with the size eights, I forgot to do that. The size that I'm wearing now, but everything seems to be fine. So I'm I'm pretty pretty okay with that. They they are just a tad tight, um, but nothing that I'm gonna you know freak out about and not wear. Um, but yeah, I can never wear over-the-calf boots like they don't zip up over my calves. <laughs> um, okay, so Karen asked, "Do you baste everything, disassemble and reassemble on the serger or whatever?" Yes. So once you've basted and made any alterations you need to make to the pattern, and what a nice way to gloss over that, right? And make alterations, then disassemble and sew. <laughs> I will. I will hopefully be making some videos on some pattern alterations. Uh, just a couple simple ones. Once again, Heather's got a lot of information about this on her blog. Um, so uh, you you do disassemble them completely. You have to take everything apart. That's why I use pink thread, okay? Uh, and you can also, like, use up some bobbins or something like that uh, that are um, laying around in your sewing room. And you can, um, you, it doesn't matter the thread color, except that maybe it might be nice to use a contrasting thread color so that you can see it. So you'll completely disassemble the jeans, and you will then begin to construct them in whatever fashion you wish. So you can sew and then serge, sew and then overcast. You can do flat felled seams. You can do whatever you want to do. I used the five thread safety stitch on my serger and then I top stitched um, and made it look like it was, you know, top stitching on a pair of jeans. So a little bit of like a faux flat felled seam sort of is what I did on my pants and I was very happy with that. The serger still allows you to ease. Um, uh, It's not a problem. So if you have an eight thread baby lock serger or if you have any kind of serger that is like a five thread that allows you to do a chain stitch along with an overlock stitch. It's totally possible for you. Uh, you, don't, you can't do everything on the serger. You can't like, insert the fly zipper on the serger. Uh, so just keep that in mind as you go along. And actually, it is really nice to have a few machines set up in order to make your jeans. Uh, she even mentions this because it's nice to have one set up with normal construction thread and one set up with top stitch thread because you will be kind of switching back and forth between those for doing things like the fly. Um, okay, uh, oh, Tracy Tr- Tracy and Karen say they also have the big calf issue, um, and so I want to say that I do have the big calf issue, but I did make the skinny version of the ginger jeans, and, you know, they did go over my calves, I think they look nice, I'm not a big fan of, like, wide-cut legs, because I'm short, and I kind of like to, I like showing off the shape of my legs, I, but I also, you know don't want them things to be too tight, okay. Um so anyway, uh I, I can't wait to go back and read any comments that everybody has written. Um so I will go back and answer those and hopefully get a couple more videos made today. And it's been a fabulous time being a part of this group. It's been great for this week, too. So thank you all for watching and responding. Thanks for your hearts, your likes, and all that. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, please leave us a review. And um, yeah, just have a lovely day, everybody.